0: All right, so welcome back to Minzo Pass. Uh, this is part two of our uh, live webinar. So, welcome back. Uh, we have uh, um, three special uh, people here. We have Miss Astor from Washington, D.C., we have Rebecca from um, um, Nevada, and we have Leila from Maryland. Uh, so, yeah. What everybody has in common is everybody wants to pass the insurance exam. And watch these faces. Um, you know, in the next few weeks, all of them will come back on and give their testimony of how this was able to help them pass the exam. So, so so part one, we you know, we cover with the introduction, all of that, different types of um, test questions. Um, that's good. But as I said, in part one. In order to pass your exam, you need to um, do well at both things, right? You need to know the, you know, the test-taking strategies, right? Like time management, you know, uh, all of those things. The different types of questions, how to answer them, all those things. You know, get enough sleep. So, so that's test-taking strategies. But you also you can know all the strategies, but if you don't know the exam content, you're not going to pass either, right? So, so so to be successful you have to do both most exam providers focus just on the content don't focus so much they don't do any strategies we do both right so let's let's go into um and let's let's go into some um exam content now the good thing is for you guys this is a very small group which is worse to your advantage you no know, um uh, so What we're going to do is we're going to talk about a part of the exam that's very difficult for most people. Uh, We're going to start that today. And then of course, we're not going to finish and then we can continue tomorrow. That is um, taxes and retirement. So anything that has to do with taxes um, on average tends to be uh, um, very difficult, It's very complicated and the retirement plans. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about that here. Uh, so I'll go ahead and share my screen. What we like to do is we like to use our um, our active learning strategy. What that means is that we don't start with explanation. we start with questions, right? Yeah, you're gonna get them wrong. That's okay. But when you do the questions you no know, and you attend them even if you fill them right? But when I come and explain it, it makes more sense and it takes more. Instead of you no, know, me just coming and explaining, that's, that's the traditional way of learning. You know, your teacher or trainer will come and teach and then you have tests at the end, right? But what we do is test first, training, and then test. So you see where you were before the where you are after, uh, see uh, progress. And then that also active learning, that actually triggers your brain cells Um, Because when you get the questions wrong, it causes a little um, discomfort uh, in your brain. And usually when there's discomfort, that's why most of the time when something traumatic happens to you, you tend to remember it a lot longer, sometimes for the rest of your life than just ending the errand. So it's that same approach, but just mild discomfort um, so your brain gets a little uh, worked up. And then when we come in, explain it, it's like a glue, boom, it just it sticks. Just um, that's the active learning uh, strategy. When you take our course, we have a world resource, like uh, articles, um, YouTube videos that actually backs up this, that it actually works. And that's one of the reasons we have such a high pass rate of um, 82%, um, almost double the national average. All right. So, um, but before we can start, any questions? Comments, concerns before we can start? Nope. All right. And I'm having my, sahati a hot tea with um, aloe vera roots, um, lemon, ginger, honey, uh, mixing up something to warm up my throat because when I talk too much, then my throat gets dry. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. You- your, your, your mom is trying to get her life insurance license, more- <laughs> you know, to get you more toys. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, <it's> <laughs> All right. I, so-
1: ha- I have more questions. Uh, like, on, uh, I have a class right now to start. Maybe, uh like a six. Are mm-hmm. you gonna share with us? You know, about tax and other. Are you gonna teach anything today?
0: Yes, and that's what we're about to to do right now. So, okay. so, so, um, again, because today is the first day, um, mm-hmm. then we already going to a lot of content, but tomorrow we're, we're going to do this tomorrow also. So we'll, um, you know, hello ladies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, so tomorrow we'll, we'll cover- <gasps> yeah, we're going to cover more tomorrow. Yeah. But we're going to f- be finishing at six o'clock. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh let's go ahead here. Um, let's let's talk about um the, the first thing here. let me share your state exam outline, right? So for yeah Nevada um, uh, for Nevada. Right here, right? So, what we're gonna do is you know, we're gonna talk about retirement and other insurance concepts, right? So um, we want to talk, yeah, we want to start with third party ownership. If you look here, this is the same thing here for Washington, DC. Right. Uh you oh, why does this thing keep uh yeah, it's the same thing for for Washington DC, right? Now, third party ownership, life settlements, group life insurance, we're gonna cover all of that. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with third-party ownership. What I want to do is I'm going to, first of all, um, have you guys answer the question. Again, it's just one question, but to just see what you understand about it, then I'll go ahead and explain, and then um, and, and it will go on, all right? So this right here is the first question. So now uh, I'll give everybody, you know, just... Two or three minutes. Um, Read this and then you can write down your answer. Tell me what the answer is. Um, Let's give two minutes. Okay. So Miss Aster selected B. Um, what's your answer, Rebecca?
2: Um,
3: I would say B as well.
0: Okay, so B, both of you. Um, Leila, are you there?
1: Yeah, I'll say B as well.
0: B. All right. So let's um so let's see who is right. Correct answer is C. <laughs> So let's uh so let's talk about let's talk about third party ownership because this is on your exam outline. Again, if it's on your exam outline, that means that more than likely it's gonna come on your exam, right? So you got to know all those topics that are on your exam outline. All right. So let's talk about third party ownership. What does it mean when it says third party? Um you no, know, we know third party usually means someone else right? No, a, a, a third party, third party, right? So a third person, most of the time um, the parties will most of the time be two, right? So if you have a third person or a third organization or whatever that's called a third party, someone else. So in insurance, and I hope everybody has their pen and paper notes because I'm going to cover a lot of things. Because um, how we do our studies, once you understand a concept, right? And we say core concepts. Once you understand that concept very well, then it doesn't matter um, how the question is worded because they're not going to be, bring the same exact question word for word, but they're going to ask you a question on third party, right? So if you understand what third party means no matter how how they ask that question, um, you're gonna get it right. Right. So we're gonna um um go, we're gonna cover everything that has to do with third party. So that's one topic you know that if it comes from your exam, you're gonna be able to get right. So first of all, um let's start with some definitions. Um, because they're not gonna ask you who is uninsured. Um, what is insurable interest, who is a policy owner, none of that, right? But they expect you to know. So let's start with some definitions. Number one, and you can write this down. Insurance contracts, right? The parties, very important, the parties to an insurance contract are the policy owner and the insurance company, not the insured, on your exam, they're going to trick you. They're going to say which of the following is a party to an insurance contract. Insured, um, you no, know, um, you no, know, insured, um uh, insurer, policy owner, then D, the policy owner and um, insurer. Correctness of the policy owner and insurer. So the parties to an insurance contract are the policy owner and the policy holder. Another name for policy owner is policy holder. It all means the same thing, right? Those are synonyms. Policy owner is policy holder. Who is the policy owner? The policy owner is the person who who, um, owns the policy, right? They have all of the ownership rights, right? Uh, They have all the ownership rights. They can cancel that life insurance policy. They have know they have the right to pay premiums they have the right to um, take out loans from that policy they have the right to uh, add uh, you know add someone to the policy they have the right to name a beneficiary they have the right to um, um, transfer ownership to sell their policy the policy owner or policy holder is the person who owns that policy policy owner you own that policy policy holder who holds that policy you so that's who the policy holder is now most of the time the applicant is the same as the policy owner because the applicant is someone who applies for life insurance so uh, let's take um, Rebecca Rebecca applies for a life insurance policy so she's the applicant but when that application is approved then she goes from being an applicant now to a policy holder all right so most of the time the applicant is the same as the policy holder now let's get to the insurer on the exam they're going to say insurer let me annotate here so you guys can uh so you guys can see so we're just going to come here and just do some quick definitions because if you don't understand these definitions, you're probably going to end up getting the question right. OK. So insurer, right? Insurer. So on your exam, you're going to see insurer. I uh, n s u-r e-r Just know that insurer just means insurance company. Okay, um, This would take forever to write. Uh, insurer just means insurance company. Most of the time on the exam, they're not going to use the word insurance company. They're going to say insurer. So you just have to know insurer means insurance company. Other thing on the exam, they're going to have the word insured. I-N-S-U-R-E-D. Jeez, my handwriting is terrible. Uh, um, Insured. Insured um so so the insurer is the is the company that's selling the insurance company right um and as i said the contract is between the policy owner right and the insurance company not the insurer now most of the time the insured is the same as the policy owner now who is the insured the insured is the person who's life the application is based on because this is life insurance right so it has to be based on a life right that's why it says life insurance you have property insurance it's insurance on a property right so so the property insurance has to ensure a property you know four to five main street it can be a property right so life insurance they have to ensure a life right and the life The insured is the person whose life is being insured. It's the person who um, has to die before death benefits are paid off. It is the person whose life is taken into consideration to determine the premium and whether the the application will be approved or not. So that is the insured. Now, most of the time, over 90% of the time, the insured, the person whose life is is covered by the insurance company is the same as the person who is applying for the policy. For example, I have life insurance, right? But I apply for that life insurance on my own life. So I'm the applicant and I'm the insured. So God forbid if I die, my family gets, um, um, gets the death benefit, right? So I'm both the insured and I'm the applicant and the policy owner. Now, let's get back. Insurance contracts are contracts between the insured, the, the, the insurer, right? If it's an ER, that means it's the insurance company. If, if it's an ED, that means the person's life has been covered, right? So insurance contracts are between the policy holder and the insurer. The insured has no rights. The insured has no rights. They are just there to put you down um, to base the application on your life. But once once that application is approved, that is it. Now, on your exam, it gets confusing. Most of the time, they're going to use insured instead of um, um, policy owner. Uh, and we're going to go through some of those questions. And you'll be like, hold on, but they should be the um, um, the policy owner. The reason they do that, they're making an assumption because most of the time, life insurance, the policy owner is the same as the insured, right? So um, a, a wife gets insurance on her own life and makes her husband the beneficiary, right? Um, someone you know, gets insurance on themselves, make themselves you know, the beneficiary, they are the ins- I'm sorry, they are the insured and they, and it makes someone else the beneficiary. so it is it is it is different. but the the contract is between the the policy owner and the insurance company not the insured. The insured has no right. Once that application is approved, other thing to remember is once that application is approved, the insured can never be changed. you can change a beneficiary. But you cannot change the insured. Once that that policy is enforced, you cannot change the benefit. Uh, you cannot change the insured. So another thing that everybody else in our contract, you know, the the beneficiary can be changed. You can sell your life insurance to someone else, and we'll talk about that in the next topic um, called settlements, life settlements. So the policy owner can be changed. You can transfer ownership to someone. Like, um, let's say you have a life insurance policy, you can transfer ownership to your kids, right? So you can transfer ownership to someone. So the owner of the life insurance policy can change, the beneficiary of the life insurance policy can change, but the insured cannot change. The insured remains in place for the duration of that policy. Now, Why does it say third party? So now third party comes in place when the insurer is not the same as the policy owner or if the insurer is not the same as the applicant. So let's take, for example, Layla. Layla goes and applies for insurance on her kid's life, right? Uh, Because she is not getting that insurance on her own life, That's considered third-party ownership. Third-party ownership, it just means that someone other than the insured owns that policy. That is what the third-party ownership is. So now, what are some examples of third-party ownership? The first example is uh, of a third-party ownership. It's a juvenile policy. You can write this down, juvenile policies, because they may ask, which one of the following is an example of a third-party ownership, juvenile policies, um, key person insurance, all of that. So juvenile policies, juvenile, on your exam, they're not going to use the term minor, but we know minor is someone under the age of 18, right? So they're not going to use minor. They're going to use instead juvenile. So just know that juvenile is someone under the age of 18. So juvenile policies or third-party policies. Why? Because you as the parent, Get insurance on your kid's life, you are not the insurer, your kid is the insurer and you own it. So the insured is different from the policy owner. So that's considered a third party. So juvenile policies is one example. Number two, second example is business insurance. Business insurance. What are the types of business insurance? We have key person insurance, that's another type of Third party insurance. What is key person? Again, we're going to talk about that in um, other topics. But key person insurance is where the business gets life insurance on their employees, right? So let's say um, Rebecca has a business, right? And she, uh, let's say it's called uh, uh, Rebecca Incorporated. And now she goes and gets um, life insurance. The business gets life insurance on her employees because um, the owner of the life insurance is not the same as the person who is insured. That is called third party, right? Business getting insurance on the employees is called key person um, insurance. So that's a, another example of third party ownership. The third example of third party ownership is executive bonus plan. Executive Bonus plan. You can write this down again. That's a business use of life insurance, but it's called executive bonus plan. So executive bonus plan. Again, um, the business um um vast life insurance, right? Uh, the business uh is the no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the business based life insurance on um. You no, know, uh the, the business gets life insurance for their employee. Um, the business pays the premium, but that employee is the, you know, um, no, no, that employee is the insured, right? Um, and that employee, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, executive bonus plan would not be an example. Uh, let me just confirm that. Just hold on one minute here. I don't want to give tell you the wrong thing here. Let me just confirm here. Uh, no, so so key uh yeah, so key person insurance uh is one. So scratch out executive bonus plan. We'll get into that executive bonus plan is where uh the business will pay the insurance premium for their employee, and that employee is both the owner uh, and the insurer, so that does not count, but key person counts, right? So um, so, so those are two common examples, key person insurance and juvenile policies. I'll stop here. Any questions? Um, but we we'll cover more, uh, on third party insurance. Any questions? Questions, comments? All
3: right. So third part person would not be a husband, uh, getting a policy on wife. Oh, or a
0: wife. yes, a, a third party will, will also be a spouse, right? So a spouse getting, um, no, um insurance on your on your partner, right? Um, that is also uh, considered third party, or or um, or a child getting insurance on your parent, right? So hey, I'm I'm the applicant, I'm the owner, but I apply and get insurance on my mother or my father, right? So anytime the policy owner and the insured are not the same, is considered third party ownership. So, so so examples of that would be uh, a wife that purchased uh, a policy um, you know, in, on their husband's life or or it can be it can be vows uh you no know, it can be in the opposite um, um a parent purchasing insurance on their child's life or the child purchasing insurance on their parents' life a company purchasing insurance um on their uh, on their two employees or Another thing is also buy-sell um, um, agreements, right? So how that works is um, business partners, it's called a cross-purchase plan. We're going to get into that. But business partners will purchase life insurance on each other. So let's say Miss um, um, Astor is my business partner. You know, and I say, okay, you know, I'm going to purchase life insurance on you. You purchase life insurance on me. So God forbid if... If either one of us died, the life insurance would be enough to buy out, you know, your equity and the business continue, right? So those are all examples of third-party ownership. So um, parent and child, spouses, um, key person insurance, and, um, and cross-cultures plans. Now, uh, Any questions? No. Uh, so now. Very important, and let's come back here to this question because this is what this question asks, right? So let's come back here to this question. So it says here, third-party ownership provides that policy owners who are named as beneficiaries must have what? Insurable the, interest. the key is, first of all, what is insurable interest? Another important thing is on your exam outline, so you have to know it. Insurable interest just means that you stand to lose something, right? Uh, You, as the policy owner, right? You stand to lose something if the insurer dies, right? And you, you stand to lose something either emotionally or financially. So let's just say a parent and a child, right? does the parent have insurable interest in your child? Yes, no cause no parent wants to see their child die, right? So so if if I'm a parent and God forbid my child dies, I'm going to suffer something. I'm going to suffer emotionally, maybe not financially, but definitely will suffer emotionally, right? So I have an insurable interest in that person. Or let's say if I'm a business partner and my business partner dies, I have an insurable interest in that person, right? Because if that person dies, I'm going to suffer financially, right? Uh, Our business will suffer financially. So I have an insurable interest in that person. Uh, And we're going to talk about insurable interest um, in another topic, but I'll just touch on this a little bit more. Insurable interest, another thing to remember is it has to exist at the time of application. Okay? So the most correct answer is insurable interest has to exist at the time of application why why do why does insurable interest have to exist Well, insurable interest has to exist because they don't want no no i'll keep everything real right we know that people kill people for life insurance all the time i mean that is just a fact right you you can watch uh true crime tv and all of that No, it's serious, no husbands killing wives, wives killing husbands, parents killing, no children killing parents for life insurance, right? So, So what the insurance company came up with is that in order for you to get life insurance on someone, you have to prove to them that you have some kind of interest in that person being alive. Um, that's why you don't get insurance on a complete stranger, right? Because you have no insurable interest in that person dying, you know? And what used to happen is people used to get insurance on people and just kill them and, and walk away with the death benefit, right? So anytime you're, you have, you're getting insurance on someone else, right, other than yourself, you have to prove that you have an insurable interest in that person. The insurable interest is you uh, showing that if that person were to die, right, or become harmed, will suffer emotionally or financially. I'll stop here and, and take any questions. No. Any questions? No. no. Okay. So we know that third party ownership provides the policy holders, you know, policy owners. Anytime, again, when there's a third party ownership, you must prove insurable interest, right? So policy owners uh, who are named as beneficiaries must have insurable interest in a proposed insurer. Now, just a little caveat for this question. Beneficiaries do not uh, need to have insurable interest in the insurer, right? So Mindy, I'm sorry. I keep calling me, uh, okay. uh, Rebecca.
3: That's my first name, so it's okay. <laughs> I go by my middle
0: name. <laughs> uh, so, Rebecca, who say, you know what? Um, I want my beneficiary to be, uh, for my life insurance policy, I want my beneficiary to be, um, let's say, you know, the, um, you no know, the boys, uh, not not the boys and girls, Club of America. They don't know you from anywhere right? They probably don't know your name, right? But you can pick them to be a beneficiary. Your beneficiary doesn't necessarily have to be a human being. It can be a, a, a non-profit. Sometimes people make their churches, you know, they can make their school, you know, where they graduated from, all of that. To be. So you don't need to prove, the beneficiary doesn't need to prove insurable interest. But the policy owner, when you are applying for life insurance on someone else, you have to prove insurable interest. And the most correct answer on your exam would be at the time of application. If at the time of application is not part of the answer choices, then the next best answer will be at policy inception. Okay? But at the time of application is the most correct answer. So that's insurable interest. Any questions? Thank mm-hmm. you. No questions, okay. So in third-party ownerships, designated primary beneficiaries who are also policy owners. So if you're also the policy owner, Mm -hmm. must have an insurable interest in the proposed insurer. All right, so uh, let's do a little feedback here to make sure everybody got this. Um, Miss Astor, tell me everything you know about third-party ownership. So-
2: uh, look
0: at your notes, that's fine too. You can look at your notes.
2: Yeah, the third party uh, insurance means um, under me, uh, who you have. Uh, the first one is me. The second one may, it can be um, my kid or my husband mm-hmm. who insure under me. That means, I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. So third party, the key thing is, even if you don't remember... All the examples, just remember that anytime you know, time the applicant or the policy owner is different from the insurer, that's third-party ownership. And what are the examples of that? Well, husband and wife, you know? Um, yeah. Insurance on the wife, wife getting insurance on the husband or parent getting insurance on child, child getting insurance on parents or business partners or business getting insurance on, um, on their employees. All of those, what they have in common is you know, the applicant is different from the person who is insured. So that's third party. Okay. All right. Uh um Rebecca, tell me everything you know about third-party ownership.
3: Um, third-party ownership is uh having an insurable interest, meaning there has to be some sort of loss if uh that person is no long, longer with us whether that be emotional or monetarily mm-hmm. uh, and it also is uh ensuring a third party which we go back to it could be partners it could be business partners it could be child to parent parent to child and um yeah that's what i can remember for it
0: okay but keep in, who must have insurable interests or proof insurable interests
3: uh applicant
0: with the okay. uh at, uh, the, time sure. of, at okay. the time of application okay that's um, that is good all right so now uh we're, we're still on third- party ownership here right uh so let's um uh so uh Miss Astor who are the parties to an insurance contract uh, Say again Ooh who are the parties to an insurance contract the insurable the ins- mm. okay. contract
2: the contract is uh the police on uh, the police owner mm-hmm. and- so and um the third party um the insurable
0: or oh, no. So I'm asking who, who are the parties to an insurance contract? So 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 you uh, like who is the contract for insurance? Um, you no, know, um, um, between you no know, the the contract for insurance. Now who who is legally a part of that contract? The insurer, uh, the
2: insurable, and the uh, policy owner.
0: Uh yeah, the yeah. The, the yeah the insurer, right? ER. Yeah, insurer. Company, right? yeah company. insurer. Yeah, insurer. Yeah. The insurer, for, And what's another name for insurer? Insurer insurer.
2: No. Insurer and insurable.
0: Insurer. No, 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 what's another name for insurer? Like um, what's another name for insurer with an ER? Um There's
2: the insurance insur- the insurance
0: company insurance perfect. perfect. Yeah. So another name for insurance company is insurer. So but on your exam, they're not going to use insurance company. Most of the time they're going to use insurer. But people get mm-hmm. insurer, you E-R are confused with insured ED, right? You no, know, the yeah. different, but the contract for insurance is between the um between the insurer, no, the insurer ER, insurance company, and um insurer. policy owner. Okay, so those are the two. All right. So let's let's ask some few questions here. Um, um, Rebecca, this is for you, right? So a parent buying a life insurance policy on a child, right? The parent is the policy holder. Which insurance agreement um, below will be appropriate? Third-party ownership, family term rider, buyer agreement, irrevocable beneficiary.
2: Okay.
0: Third-party ownership, right? All right. And let's let's um, uh, let's let's get here to um, uh, Miss Lila. What is true about third-party ownership of a life insurance policy? A, it is widely used in estate planning for business uses and for minors. It is illegal in most states, that's B. C, policy can never be assigned after it is issued. D, Um, beneficiary is required to be revocable. So what is true about third-party ownership of a life insurance policy? Uh, If you want, I can repeat the question or-
3: Uh, She's on mute.
0: Oh, she's on mute, okay.
3: Sorry, yeah,
0: uh,
1: yeah. I, I think um the minor, you say the minor,
0: Jimena, in the uh, the business owner. Perfect, perfect, say- is the correct answer. All right, so, so that's it. Uh, before we move on, anyone has any other questions on third-party ownership? Because now with this, if you understand it very well, if they ask you any question on third-party ownership, you should be able to, um, you should be able to get it right. So now we're going to go to our next topic, which will be our last for the day. Yeah. And that is life settlement. So let's take two minutes. You guys can answer this and um, we can text, you know, put in a group chat what your answer is. We got one more minute. it. Okay.
2: hold
0: All right. So so both of you selected C, right? And C. Uh, is the correct answer, right? So correct answer is C. So let's High talk five. about huh? High huh? Five. <laughs> uh, so so both, uh all of you all of you selected C, right? Which is the correct answer. So so let's talk about life settlements. So one of the benefits of having life insurance that a lot of people don't know about is you can actually sell your life insurance and walk away with some cash. Right, so, um, so you have two different types of life settlements. Um, you have one that just called the regular life settlement, and then you have one that's called a vertical settlement. Vertical settlement, uh, right here. You no, know, you need to know this. Uh, you just need to know the difference. So, right here, vertical settlement. Okay, so we have life settlement and violated settlement. So now so let's start with the similarities, right? So when you have a life insurance policy, you you have the right as the policy owner, you have the right to um you have the right to sell that life insurance policy. So let's say I have a million dollars life insurance policy, and I'm the owner of that life insurance policy, I can sell it to, you know. You know um a company right and and that company will give me maybe you no know, five hundred thousand hours right hey i'm selling it for five hundred thousand i am excited man man i just got five hundred thousand cash now when i die god forbid i'm i'm gonna live until age 95 like my late grandmother <laughs> but uh you know so God forbid I die. Now that um, you know, it could be a vertical settlement, um, you know, provider or a life settlement provider. Now they just cash in, right? So now they bought that policy for you know for five hundred thousand for me, but it's worth one million. But when I die, I'm mean, insurer now they cash out, uh, you know, one million. So now they just got what uh, five hundred thousand dollars. You know, in in profits, right? So the key difference, you know, the similarity is both of them, life settlement and vertical settlement, they are sold to a a third party, right? For, For less than the face value. On your exam, they may use face value, they may use death benefit, they may use policy proceeds. Um, but they all mean the same thing. Death benefit is the same as face value. Why is say face value? Um, because most of the time, for most policies, well, this was back in the day, you know. But some companies still do it. Your your death benefit will be on the first page of the policy, right? So that's why they it just is commonly referred to as face. Uh, you know, uh, it's referred to as face amount, right, or face value. So just you know face value is the same as death benefit. And death benefit is the same as policy proceeds, policy proceeds, right? P-R-O-C-E-E-D-S. And then another name for that too is also called limit of liability because that is the that is up to the maximum the insurance company will pay. So limit of liability. So um, I have, you know students come and tell me, yeah, I, mean, I saw something about limit of liability on the exam about... Um, you know something? I have no idea what that was. Well, if they a death benefit, you have you have known, but they just switch up the terminology. They use limit of liability and throw you up. So on your exam, you want to know all these, um, you know, all these synonyms, right? So that is the difference. Now, now, that is the similarity. Now let's, now let's talk about the difference. For life settlement, you can sell it. At any time, you don't need to be sick. Nothing. You can sell it, um, you know, uh, not not uh, to a life settlement provider, right? And 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 they got um, a lot of these companies. Sometimes they uh, advertise on TV, and you may be wondering, but why would someone want to sell their life insurance policy? Well, sometimes, well, you know what? Um, I can't afford to continue paying premiums, and so I will sell it. And that life settlement provider, they will take over the premium payment. They will become the new owner. Um, they will be the beneficiary. They will take over premium payment. So they will take over the premium payment. Hey, And I walk away with cash. I get 200, even if I get $100,000 cash, uh, you, you can have the one million. I don't care, right? <laughs> so uh, so, so that's life settlement. Um, life settlement, you don't have to be sick uh, you know, to sell your life insurance. For vertical settlement, you have to be terminally ill to sell your life insurance policy. So that is the, that is the main difference between the two. Uh, life settlement you can sell it at any time. You don't have to be sick. Vertical settlement you have to sell it. Um, you know, only if you're terminally ill. What is the definition of terminal illness? Um and and, and this is where your state law comes into place. And if you take our course, it will be specific to your state law. So some state laws will say terminal illness is any disease or medical condition that will, you know, that will result in your death within 12 months. But the, the, the broader definition is actually uh, 24 months. So again, it depends on your state. It could be either 12 months or uh, it could be um, 24 months. But either way, you're going to die within um, a certain period of time. You know, you have a licensed medical pro- um, um, provider tells you, hey, you know, you have this, this medical condition, and because of it, you're going to die within 12 months or within the next um you know 24 months. That's considered terminal illness. So if you got that terminal illness, then um, um the law allows you to sell your life insurance policy to a vital settlement. Uh, provider right so if it's a vertical settlement then the this um the buyer will be a vertical settlement provider if it's a life settlement buyer will be a life settlement um, um, buyer uh so you can sell your life insurance policy and walk away with cash why is it like that because most people who have you know terminal illness they have a lot of medical bills right uh, I know one of my um in one of my clients, you no, know, you no, know, her husband had a, a terminal illness, you know, may, may his soul rest in peace. Uh, you know, he passed away last year. But I saw, I mean, medical bills, they had to come up, you know, they had to take a home equity line of credit because the wife could not work anymore. And then the husband, of course, is terminally ill, so that's loss of income, but he still got to um, take care of the kids and everything. So it was it was hard, right? So when you have stuff like that the government says, okay, you know what? We can allow you to access some of, you know, we can a- allow you to enjoy your life, you know, um, your life insurance, death benefit while you're still alive. So that is, um, that is radical settlement. And we're going to talk about that in an, an, another topic in detail, but that is the, the difference. Any questions? Any questions, comments? No. No questions. All right.
3: Um, maybe is there a um for the life settlement? Is there a particular amount that it must be sold out, or it could be for any
0: amount? Good, and it can be for any amount, but it has to be uh, less than the um, less than the death benefit. So it just depends on you no, know, it depends on what you and the life settlement provider come up with, right? It's you. If they can sell you a one million, if you if they can buy a one million policy for five hundred thousand, <laughs> that's a lot of money, right? But it's always less than the face amount because think about it; they have to cash in, so they're not going to pay the same amount like the death benefit. And, and most states, again, this is where your state law. When you take our course, you know, it'll be different um, from state to state. Most state uh, states will require. In, in order to have you no, know, to engage in a vertical settlement you have to have had that policy for at least some states will say at least one year some states will say at least two years you know um but you must have that must have had a policy for certain um, period of time and, and if
3: you're if you're uh-huh. selling it to someone so like let's say I have my policy mm-hmm. um, and I want to sell it to you because I can no longer pay the premiums mm-hmm. and it's at um five hundred thousand. If I want to sell it to you for four hundred thousand, can I do that?
0: Yeah, that um, again, it's, it's, it's a it's a contract between um, you and me, right? So whatever we agree to, but it it will be a written agreement, everything, you know, sign, notarized, everything, and then you send it to insurance company. They would take time to do their own investigation, but if both parties agree, the insurance company very rarely will say no. So they'll okay. just transfer ownership over. Okay. Yeah. And then that new that provider, they will take over the premium payment, right? Because they will be the new owners now, right? So life insurance, that's why life insurance, unlike other types of insurance policy, life insurance are considered value contracts, not personal contracts. Um, your your car insurance is a personal contract, your your home ins- um, insurance is a personal contract because it cannot be transferred, but life insurance. Uh, It's a value contract because it can be transferred, right? But again, I I don't want to get too ahead of, but on your exam, they're going to say all of the following are characteristics of life insurance except, and they're going to have no personal contract. No, it is not, Uh, but uh, that is the difference. Got it. Any, Any questions, questions? So uh let's let me take a few more questions here on life settlements and then I'll just ask you guys a few questions and let's see. Um let's see here. Uh, let's see. Um that's not what I want. Um, all right, so this this question goes to you, um, Leila. Okay. Um tell me everything you know about a life settlement. In your own words, you can look at your notes. You're you're muted. Life settlement
1: is a settlement that once you bought it, you can sell it anytime once you bought the policy you can sell it uh, like what we were talking about the re- vertical settlement we say life settlement you can sell your policy at any time
0: okay and you can sell it um at any time and uh, who what is the name for the buyer of a life settlement
1: the buyer of the um
0: the buyer gonna be a policy owner. Yes. Yeah, when the mm-hmm. buyer buys the life insurance, yeah, that person becomes the policy owner. But what's the name for people who buy um life insurance, you know, like companies or individuals you know, who buy life insurance from you know from policy holders? Mm-hmm. The name for that is um life settlement providers.
1: Oh,
0: uh, providers, sure. Life yeah. settlement. It's, it's a vertical settlement. Uh, the people who buy vertical settlements were viatical vertical settlement providers.
1: Sure.
0: All right. So, so we just covered two topics, and I know this was a lot of time, but on your exam, I mean, you you have a lot of, of topics that you take. For example, here. You see here. This is the Nevada Life Insurance Exam. Oh, wow! This thing keeps. Um, you see right here. This is Nevada Life Insurance Exam. So, just Nevada alone, you have pretty close to 120 topics, and what we just cover is just two topics. <laughs> so, uh, and and the same thing for for Washington DC. You have about 105, uh, 105 topics, but what we just cover is just two. Out of that 105. You no, know, it's third party ownership and life settlements. Right. So 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 you see the exam is a lot. And that's why we usually recommend to people to break it up. Don't do life and health. It's it's a lot of material. Break it up, do life first. Study pass your life insurance and then go back, study, take your health insurance. Because and that's why we're so effective because our students only do one. So um our students do one so you um so you have a high pass rate so i'll stop here um any last questions because we are done for the day um you guys were great students I, I like the you know i like the participation any questions comments
3: excited
0: how you're feeling about this um uh, uh are you feeling excited miss Astor? do you the thing that you learned yeah. You Walk away. Yeah. With something. Yeah, new. of
2: course. I learned a lot of things. Um yeah. Very good. It's clear. Um i love to
0: go in again. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, um Leila, what about you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much because um the more the most typical thing is yeah, the terminology. It is really hard. It computes because it's a lot of like, like what you say, life segment, And so those things, it will help us a lot for me especially. So thank you.
0: Okay. You're welcome. All right. So we're going to see you guys um, same time tomorrow, same link. And um, yeah. So thank you guys very much for attending and I will see you guys tomorrow. All right.
2: All right. Thank you.
0: Take care, guys.
2: What time do you say? Let me write it before I forget. Uh, It'll
0: be 3 p.m.
2: 3 p.m., okay. All right. Thank you again. Uh, Thank you, everybody.
0: All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.